0: Hi, I'm Kate and I'm Mandy and this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious.
1: Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Um, today we're going to be looking at a really, really big topic uh, for everything i reckon we were talking about it being the basis of everything a minute ago i don't know if it is but it's certainly a big one for a lot of people on um sober forums and and for mums and parents you know it, it seems to come up all the time and that subject is boundaries um yeah so we're going to delve into that in a minute but first of all we'll start with our check-in so hi mandy how are you doing hello um
0: yeah i'm good the boundaries of uh school and holidays has been crossed so uh yeah I'm neglecting my daughter by um talking to you she's on school holidays now but there we go um other than that I'm all right it's very um I'm feeling a bit angry but I think it's because it's quite stormy or maybe Uh. it's because I have a lot to do uh, a lot to say about boundaries
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you how are you doing yeah I'm all right um I just wading through the list every single day at the moment because with school and uh, the LEA uh, just you know obviously with my son's schooling so and um, the uh, emotional special educational needs that have come to light um, Mm. you know the last week and and it's really like well, I spoke to someone today from the LEA and they said it's like a full-time job trying to sort it all out. So it really is. So I've got kind of the boundaries, personal, professional boundaries, you know, just, yeah, lots going on. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, think, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just cracking I think on.
0: we we will we'll have to come back to this this topic, I think, in, in lots of different ways, because mm. we've just been dissecting it, haven't we, in terms yeah. of a feminist issue, in terms of a career issue in terms of a parenting issue there's a lot there's a lot to be said um and you know the the key thing i think is lack of support you know and that's what you've definitely i think they've they've been um um taking the government to to uh to court, I believe, mm. sort of families of uh, neurodiverse kids. Yeah, but In I can't fact, think about that at
1: the moment because yeah. I just need to. Do Fair you know enough. what I've what I've realised with all of that is to keep my world small and work within my sphere of influence. Because if I read about stuff that I can't do anything about, I start to panic again, and I just mm. need to work on what I what we can do step by step. So I actually did speak to somebody at who deals with the. EHCP, which is the Educational Healthcare Plan. And said that I said someone told me that it was just really awful and that you're never going to get any funding and what how does that all work? And he was like, well, no. And he went through the funding, all the funding with me, and said, look, this mm. is this and this is this. And he sort of calmed me down a bit. <laughs> so I'm just hopeful, cautiously optimistic, and maybe I can talk about it when it's all over, man. But not quite yet. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But I think that, but that you're using those coaching techniques, aren't you? Breaking it yeah. down into manageable steps.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right. So boundaries. Um, where do you want to start? Oh
1: Lord, where do we want to start? Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What what kind of boundaries? We talked about like practical, personal. We talked about parenting boundaries. I mean, what is? Shall I start with the definition of a boundary? Start with the definition. Yeah. I'll start with the definition, which said personal boundaries, and obviously this is from Wikipedia. <laughs> because we're like like completely sort of professional right so personal boundaries are guidelines rules or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits yeah okay so let's
0: talk about that in terms of sobriety so Mm. I think a lot of people have said that this is one of the the most fundamental things and it definitely has been for me. Um, in, for me, it's about learning about overwhelm, you know, Mm. so if I don't have good boundaries, um, I get overwhelmed. And when I was overwhelmed, I drank to numb those feelings of stress. Um, And I think there's so much fear about um, that you'll be rejected by people if you set good boundaries, you know, that the, you know, it's, it comes from that place of of lack of self-confidence. And I think what people don't realize is when you make that choice and when you start putting days together of sobriety, that self-confidence builds, which allows you I think it was our, our friend Lulu, who's um, soberism in the city. What she say the other day? Um, I wrote it down because it was lovely. To uh, to value myself highly enough to say no. Mm. You know, so it's moving from that point of where everything is is taking away from you. I love that. And, you know, and being able to sort of say, you know what? No, like I I must put myself first. Or I must put myself in the picture, at least, mm. you know, um, in order to be able to look after myself and in order to be able to look after other people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think personal boundaries for me is and another thing that I think um, I wanted to talk about was when you've got. You you know, when you've got a situation where lots of things are very full, so you've got lots of demands on your time and you've got lots of plans and you've got lots going on is to sort of ask the question of like where, who's putting the demands on who, mm. you know, did I, I don't want this to come as a kind of, um, you know, a, a negative or sort of putting it all on you, um, because there are loads of factors and the factor of not having support is the main factor. Mm. But, you know, I, I I noticed in talking from personal experience in the past, I would say yes to lots of things, you know, and I would arrange loads of things. It would come from me uh, and then I'd get really overwhelmed and then I'd feel bad and stressed, etc., but no one, half those things, no one was actually asking me to do in the first place. Mm. It's that kind of like mixture between um, what is asked of you and what you're, what's self-sacrificing,
1: mm. essentially. And what your and assumptions this, are, like you're assuming that you have to do all this without actually finding out.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that in motherhood, that we assume mm. that if we're a good a good parent, then we do like, you know, 15 activities with our kids every day. Um Whereas I guess if we have a, a conversation about uh, what people want and what we what is obtainable and what we can do, uh, the, the the sort of situation is very different. You know, like I mean, obviously my kids are older now, but I had this conversation. I've got we've got loads of work to do, you know, and it's like oh my goodness, it's the summer holidays, and oh, how is this gonna work? And, um, mm. you know, and I was like, well, my kids are going to their grandparents for a week, which is amazing. But I was like, well, but I need to be there because, you know, the relationships between them and, you know, to be supportive to them. And, you know, like I, I and then sort of sort of took a step back. I was like, well, actually, you know, maybe I'll just ask them. So I asked my kids, you know, I was like, do, do you need do you need me there? Like, do you want me there? I was like, I don't, I don't mind. I'm not. And they're like, oh, no, we're we're fine. And it was like oh all right so that's given me like a whole week mm. to work but it was like if I hadn't have actually had that conversation good mm.
1: you ask <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah
0: and and again it's like that that thing of I think a lot of parents you know we kind of we run through the day kind of meeting everybody's needs mm. you know without really sort of asking questions about what is really needed you know Mm. it's like we assume like oh god I can't cancel that because I Mm. said I'd have lunch with my friend I can't cancel that otherwise you know that would be really bad and have kind of this huge catastrophic Mm. kind of effect but actually you know if you put yourself in the position of that person Mm. you know it's like okay well if it was the other way around you know and say my friend Claire said to me you know what mandy i'm really sorry i've got loads to do can we Mm. like can we have lunch next week Mm. there would be no drama or any kind of you know i wouldn't hate her and those (laughs) are all those
1: um like i have a real thing with with my husband because and i really respect him because he's got a big thing about integrity and his version of integrity is if i say i'm going to do something i do it it's almost like a man's handshake is his word kind of attitude my husband my my husband is exactly the same and I love that about him now I'm completely different in that I love taking things off the list and I love cancelling things and I love and I I think I have created now a conversation with my friends where we I'm just like look there is no funny business about Mm. us cancelling because we're all juggling like a lot do you know what I mean yeah so I can see I can see I think with that there's just as long as there's transparency there almost as long as there's like you have that dialogue and and sort of say actually this is just going a bit bonkers and I'm you know I I'm just not up for that today I'm too busy do you know what I mean I think that that's it's just reasonable in our busy 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 lives you know
0: yeah, I th- well, I mean, gosh, I didn't realise this conversation was going to go in this no, way. But no, no, isn't think that those, interesting? <laughs> <laughs> there is there is an element of kind of uh, of the feminist sort of the, the woman's question, you know, mm. in the fact that uh, we have had to create, you know, transient roles in terms of uh, work, in terms of kind of of how we live to to fit everything in. So you know we are working in pockets during yeah, the day. Exactly. You know we are having to be able to switch things around in order to go and pick up the kids. Mm. Let's say you know not the the main caregiver. I would say because mm. there are you know some men that are in that position. Um, so it's it's nice. To, you know I sort of, sort of laugh when my husband. You know I get it. Like it's it. I, like I understand that as a kind of a, a polite and <laughs> and yeah. Um, way but you work you know you
1: can still yeah.
0: sort of work on a, a, a work, nine to
1: five basis yeah and a sort of a linear way I think that's it it's that I know I know when my husband took voluntary redundancy earlier and he was like at home for like two weeks and then was just like I just can't stand it it's like I don't have a minute to myself and there's this and this and I can't he couldn't work in that linear fashion as Hmm. he was used to he was having to respond to needs and and then this happens and then that happens and actually there's this bitty bitty thing of like well I need to do the dishwasher now because if I don't do the dishwasher and I walk upstairs I'll forget and that was my window to do the dishwasher do you know what I mean to even things like that it's like I can't I'm juggling you know
0: yeah that's it and and constantly like I you know I was saying that to my my husband in the car because he was like oh you should you know you should sort of not have social media in the evening or you should turn your phone off at this point. And I was like, yeah. But the problem is, is like in my brain, there's so much stuff all the time. Mm. If I don't react at that moment, Mm. like
1: I'll I'll forget and then I'll have something else to do. Yeah, that was the window. Uh, That was the window for taking the hair out of the plug hole. And if I don't do it at that minute, it's not going to be done for a week. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, there's that. I think that is a really valid point, you know, in terms of women and managing these roles. So, how do we then? So, if we are operating under the assumption that as women we are and mums, we've got all of these roles going on, how do we create that boundary? Or that maybe there's lots of boundaries in there to create almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, well, I think there's, there's one thing with kids is that there's a lot of guilt around sort of not meeting their needs. You know, Mm. it's kind of like, oh gosh, but like, you know, I must meet, you know, there's been a kind of like mix up of like, uh, attachment parenting, sort of meeting their needs, um, child centered parenting. There's, and just trying to cope with like day to day life, mm. you know, and I do think there's a real thing that if you take that guilt away and say, you know what, me saying no makes me a better parent this evening, makes mm-hmm. me a better parent tomorrow night, means that I don't drink because mm-hmm. I'm not overwhelmed it's and stressed. So overwhelmed, yeah. You know, there there is a lot that no is actually quite powerful mm. to like, no, you, you know, you will go and play in your room for half an hour while I, um, you know, fill the dishwasher and do the, da, 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 and have a cup of tea. Like, no, like I, you, you can't, yes, you will go to this day center, even if you don't like it mm. because this is reality. And actually yeah. you're teaching them big lessons about yeah. life, you know, because life is, is about Doing that, and and, and it's really important for them to to be able to meet their own needs and go, you know what, actually, no, I'm not going to just go to that party because I I actually really don't like that girl and Mm. she makes me feel bad about myself. Mm. So I'm going to say no, Mm. you know. And if they don't see their parents doing that, you know, or coming back and being like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, like, we had to see so and so because, or oh my God, like, my mother in law, or all those Mm. things, it's Mm. like, well, you you know those lessons of what you're teaching your kids Mm. I think boundaries are really important so um and And also yeah uh, just carving out time for yourself mm. you know and and saying you know what like mummy needs a
1: break Mm. but so I think there's that I mean I what you said that the no because essentially that is that's the boundary of this is not possible or this is not acceptable for me this is not possible right now for me right so i think there's that and then i think there's those internal boundaries of how do i cope with that discomfort of you know because we we we're fixing we're pleasing we're negotiating we're juggling so and and you know and often it's you know especially in the family it's not because we love people because we care because we have all those feelings and how do we then sit with that discomfort of the disappointment or the the tantrum so what you know because it's it's really interesting isn't it it's about how we you know are we like running around doing too much because actually we don't want to sit with the discomfort of somebody else having a wobbly around us or disappointing us so it actually it's quite controlling isn't it if we're not setting boundaries it could be because we're trying to control everything so we don't have to deal with someone else's emotions or our own I don't know
0: yeah I mean I I come from an intergenerational people-pleasing sort of uh, situation so I think for me, the key thing has been, you know, because, again, I don't want people to like, I'm not like rah, 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 you're really bad because you, you know, meet your kids needs. It's not that it's just like, you know, I had a period of burnout, so I have had to do a lot of work on this. And I was, Mm. you know, letting the whole world trample over my back. Uh, And the biggest question, you know, that I that I had to ask myself is who's creating this? Like, who's asking for this? Mm. And so often, it was me. And, you know, and that's an intergenerational thing that I've, I've learned of kind of, of that self sacrifice. It's yeah, just like, being the martyr. you know, I do all this, mm. I do, I do all this, I do all this. And and it's like, but who asked you to, mm. you know, and, and again, if you're, if you're having that relationship with your kids, then that, that expectation is going to be there. And then it is out of your control because Mm. it's, it's been created that you can trample all over my back, you know, and a lot of that's come from sort of, you know, marrying a, into a different culture, you know, where sort of French kids do sit at the table and they do help to tidy up. And, you know, there is that kind of Mm. uh, difference of, it's not so child centric Mm. um, that I've learned a lot that, you know, it's not, they don't hate you because, they have jobs to do, mm. you know. That's just life skills, like you know, and mm. it just becomes part of the parcel. And and that kind of respect of like, oh yeah, you know, mum's a person, and, mm. I yeah. and I need to help, and I need to kind contribute, of
1: contribute.
0: And actually, that is,
1: that's very good for them. They you know they feel proud of themselves as well, or they feel. I think that when kids contribute, they feel seen, and that's really yeah. good for them. You know, they get seen positively. Um, I know what I was going to say that when you become a mum that it's a real learning curve isn't it because we've been used to sort of just looking after ourselves at that point I suppose um really and then so so learning or suddenly you know like you say that overwhelm that management and the key thing that seems to go out of the window which I think is really what I've learned is really important for my boundaries is that having time for myself So it's that no again. It's like, actually, I need to carve out this time for myself to reflect and to process because I can't function. And and then that goes back to what are my needs? So it's I think it's that conversation about saying no. And it's a conversation about communicating our needs in an adult way and saying, actually, you know what, I need help with this. Uh checking out the assumptions like you did say, Well, you know, is it important mm. that I come? Or you know, um, yeah, and, and I and you know, maybe it's a good time to talk about the drama triangle here, because I think that what well, I mean when I learned about the drama triangle, I talked to my husband about it and he was like, Blimey, yeah, you can just see us doing it round and round again. And so you've got the in the drama triangle, you've got the victim. The persecutor and the rescuer or the fixer, right? So you've got the person who's kind of uh, yeah supposedly being the bad guy. You've got the victim going, oh poor me, that that person is really being horrible to me. It could just be the parents saying no, and they're and the kid going, oh he said no, no. And then you get the fixer rushing in to to make the situation better to meet other people's mm. needs. And what I find interesting about that is that basically often then the rescuer can become the persecutor and the persecutor can become the victim. So you yeah. start arguing, the argument goes round and round. How many times do you step into the argument and suddenly you get turned on when you were trying to fix? And then everyone's going, well, what are you? You don't do this. And you said this. And actually you were the one. And then suddenly you're like, oh, OK, I just tried to help. Suddenly you're the victim. Mm. Then you throw it back and say, "Well, you know, well, you don't do this," and suddenly you're the persecutor, right? So, what you have in, and what what's really interesting is that everybody secretly wants to be the victim because the victim is the person who gets their needs met without actually having to say what they need. And I love yeah. that. I'm like, oh, okay, that made a lot of sense to me. So they say one of the ways to kind of just step back from the drama triangle is, you know, stay in that adult adult. So go, Okay, the, let's just let this all calm down. Maybe take a breather, manage our states, and then just communicate our needs. Well, what, what do you need? Like, what is that about? I felt, so you talk about your feelings, I felt like this, or this is what I need. And then you can actually start to unpick it and everyone gets heard. That's the kind yeah. of theory... But, um, but you know, in you know what it's like in family settings when, when you actually have got kids, you know, it's not adult to adult, there's children throwing toys out of the cot. Yeah. Um, you know. It's... Yeah.
0: That's really interesting. Cause I think what happens a lot for women is, or for the the main caregiver is that you spend your day being the fixer, mm-hmm. you know, but essentially you, f- you feel like a victim, um, or by the end of the day, you you know you are the victim of taking mm. on all that stuff, and the only way that you feel that you can get some sort of semblance of that love mm. that is actually what the victim wants uh, is by. Is by drinking, you know. Is by drinking, you know.
1: That that makes that. Well, that's essentially what wine o'clock's all about. Is that point where I get my treat, my reward because I've worked so hard, and I and you know, and that is that support that is being able. That's why we talk about the authentic self care, don't we? It's like filling up our cup throughout the day, taking breaks, practicing mindfulness. You know, of just that. You know, when I realize my uh, mindfulness, basically often is just sitting with a cup of coffee for a moment yeah. in the morning, you know, just that check in that breathe, you know, mm. it's not necessarily going to a class or anything. Um,
0: yeah. And I think that, cause I see that so much with, with parents, you know, and if, especially if, if you're lad- adding in with all parents, I say, in modern day parents, because, you know, we're working so hard, we've got a lot to manage and then you've got a really small sort of key time, with your kids mm-hmm. you know you get like get home and sort of say you know if I look at my family my brothers they get home at say seven o'clock mm-hmm. and so you know they want to be sort of present parents and they want to spend time with their kids etc you know so you've got like and kids go to bed early in England so you've probably got by probably about an hour or mm-hmm. half an hour yeah you know um I mean that's something that I've I'll talk about in a moment but I've I've moved bedtime Mm. because I it was so stressful it's just like Mm. okay let's just go to bed at half past eight or nine (laughs) o'clock like let's just be done but you know you've so you've got that heightened thing but it's but you know it's it's very self-sacrificing that you're like you know it's all about you you know you haven't even taken your kind of you know I, I mean I used to do that I'd be cooking the kids dinner still in my like heels and what like power suit from work you know i would be like trying to meet their needs like sort Mm. of running the bath still in my like tights that you I've been wearing all day and my heels and you know and then I'd be having a glass of wine you know to just kind of manage that overwhelm Mm. um and so that's yeah absolutely where that kind of self-care and that that thing of 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 looking after yourself and having boundaries around work time and home mm. time, and it's it's so essential mm. and so key because it it stops getting to that point where you can't cope. You yeah. know, yeah, and
1: push the fuck it button. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I so think people, as well that sorry, go on. No, no. I was just going to say, so people who have who find themselves in a situation like this now. Mm. You know, how can you change? You're like, okay, that's all very good, but that's my life. Like that's mm. my life. Um, how can you change to put boundaries in, you know, as a as a parent or as a
1: well, I think it we'll goes down to that um, um well like we said, the support, if there's any kind of support, any kind of time out. I mean, you know, like I <laughs> I heard a conversation I think we had a conversation because there was a conversation on another podcast the other day and it was about motherhood and, and someone was talking about you know having well you know you have self you need to have self compassion and I think that's another one of those things that's thrown out at people when it's a bit like well, you you can be a bit of a meanie with that. It's like you haven't got, like you're not having enough self compassion. It's like I don't need fucking self compassion. I need a nanny. Do you know what I mean? I need support. I need a break. I need a holiday. I need some respite. And I just think there's the practicality of supporting people and mums in particular um, is it is where that that is. It's it's a real bound boundary that 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 isn't met and then you wonder why all your boundaries are going to shit because your amygdala is firing up and you're already in overwhelm and then you're just firefighting and it's like okay like let's take it right back let's calm right down let's you know I guess have a plan for the day that is flexible it's I can say no it's for me though uh, as well as those internal boundaries of um, detaching from the drama so for me, if I because I find it very uncomfortable to sit with people who are not um, you know, who are upset, say, like the kids, or arguing, I hate um disease and disharmony. So I'm yeah, a real so... harmony seeker. I love like I get really distressed. So there's that sitting with those emotions and being allowing that discomfort of people having their drama around me but not necessarily rushing in to fix it so that's again that that fixer isn't it and I think mm. the power of the pause then okay we just need to take this right down and we need to go like you can go and play on the computer game for a bit I'm going to go and sit in my room and have a cup of tea and we will talk about this and we will have a look at it but we're not doing it now so that can I mm. think that can really help because then you're just you're setting a boundary of around the drama aren't you because that drama then kicks off and then everyone gets upset and then you may over compensate by giving in too much and then you're going to feel bad about that you're like oh I'm such a pushover why did I give them an ice cream or you know it's just not it's not those decisions made in the crisis and we are so I mean for me I'll talk about me you know but the, as a mum like I always say we're like the firefighters and rapid response unit mm.
0: um
1: so, I would say that the power of the pause and the no, and then just learning that discomfort and, and saying it's all right, you know, it's all right for them to, you know. And so, oh, the other thing that I was going to say, because we, we spoke about the sort of unconditional love as well that we're supposed to feel as mothers and supposed to be the warm, beating heart of the, the domestic home and the home fires, as well as going and doing our job, as well as having to do this, as well. But actually, yeah. So there is that part of us, I think, that really... That's really important to me. I wanted to be a mum, and I want to be there for my kids. But I read something recently that said, rather than thinking about unconditional love and putting that big, big label on it... A lot is of pressure, yeah. It's a lot of pressure, is to talk about responsible love. So that means, I love you, but I'm going to say no to that. I love yeah. you, and that is why we are, you are not doing that right now. I love you, so go to bed you know and I find that useful because it kind of cut through an assumption that I had running that I wasn't kind of even aware of I just it was a floaty idea like so many things are floaty ideas like you need wine and deserve wine at the end of the day floaty idea motherhood thing mm. that, that that actually you can challenge those and just go mm, no I don't know yeah I, I,
0: I one hundred one hundred 100% agree with that and I you know from my own life and experience as a parent and again sort of living in a different culture that looks at motherhood slightly differently um yeah I mean I'm not my kid's best friend like Mm. I didn't my job was not to sort of have kids So they could be my best buddies and that they could love me unconditionally and I could love them. And, you know, this whole Mm. sort of thing that that we will we will be together forever. You know, that's not for me personally, in my humble opinion, that's not Mm. my job as as a parent. My job is to help two small beings become independent beings Mm. um, that I have a relationship that has some distance you know, mm. a lot of love. But I thought you were going to say,
1: hope. a lot of distance, thanks. Yeah, a of, <laughs> no, a lot
0: of love. Like, of course, yeah. I would do anything for my kids. But, like, you know, so, I mean, because they're still, sometimes they're like, oh, you know, like, I'm going to live next door. And I'm like, I, I, I probably Sorry. don't, I'm
1: like, oh, you know, of you're right like, oh, oh, I hope
0: so. You know, but, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. But not, not for them, mm. you know, obviously. But it's just like I just feel like that's how you should see you yeah. you know, you're accompanying them yeah. on their own life journey. Yeah. Like
1: you are not forever no. intertwined. No, and I think know, most parents sh- do feel like that. They especially as they get older. I think but I think that, that there's that internal, that discomfort thing. And I think what is really useful often is that again, the pause is to actually go, Well, we'll deal with that later. Or let me just think on that. I don't know if everyone else is like that, but I have to process. Like, I really do Mm. need time and space to process. And when you're in a busy, busy family situation and then there's quite a lot of drama, which there tends to be with my children. (laughs) Yeah. Um... That, that is a really key thing for me. It's like, okay, well, we just, I don't know yet. Oh, that was it. When I learned it was okay to say, I, I don't know. I've got know. to go away and think about this. Yeah. Oh my God, that was a power tool for me. And I I'm allowed to say that, you know, if we take it away from parenting as well and take it into other family relationships, I think it's really interesting sometimes just to step back and maybe identify where you are in that drama triangle and to ask yourself, yeah, what, what and and try and just literally just watch what happens if i don't step in they're scrapping as they usually do and then they like me to come in or you know when you go around to a friend's house and the husband and wife use you to have an argument through and it's really uncomfortable mm. and just to be yeah. able to say you know what guys that you're doing that thing and i've that you know or like for me what i've started doing is if you're shouting if you're both shouting i'm going to another room because i need everyone to calm down and I think that's all right I think I've said I am feeling quite stressed by this I need to calm down I hear that that's valid for you both but I am not part of this conversation until everyone stops shouting
0: yeah I absolutely think that's you okay know, and it's really so... important for people because what you're doing again is you're expressing mm. your feelings and you're yeah. expressing your needs like yeah. I cannot have this conversation in this in environment this
1: yeah and I yeah. get told at that point what's interesting is then you get either people being persecutors or victims at you when you take yeah. that when you try and break the talk because then at that point I get told I'm patronizing mm. so what's that that is someone trying to be you know it's like well I but the thing is I know what I know what's going on so I'm like well don't think so but I'll, t- I'll chat later I'm just saying I can't do it right now Re- repeat that and then go off with the cup of tea and just go fucking 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 fuck <laughs> <But> <laughs> by you know myself go, going but, back, I, but it's going better, back to what you, know? you were saying
0: uh, as saying I don't know like people yeah. think when you say I don't know is is showing weakness but it's it's really no. not and I learned that from you know being a, a teacher and a professor in a university you know and and, and teaching language like students expect you to know everything about English all the time mm. and so when I started and I was not sure and I you know wanted to make a good impression I'd like start sort of fluffing it and being like oh ooh, I think it's this uh, da, da, da. it's an adverb mm. uh you know like <laughs> I think it comes from this yeah. um now you know I learned to be like you know what that's a really interesting point I don't have the information right now um I'm going to do some research and I'll get back to you mm. and that put me in a, a much yeah. stronger position of power than me going uh I think you know I don't yeah. or sort of like you know yeah, you've saying, taken I don't control
1: know. of that conversation and said right I'm actually going to yes i i don't know so i'm actually effectively ending the conversation now and this is what my plan is and then we'll meet at a certain point to discuss yeah. <laughs> like it's quite it, that's what it is isn't it it's actually the power of the conversation to end yeah. it as well um but they, I think they're quite deep because it brings up all of that people pleasing, doesn't it? And all of that, oh, the shoulds, that I should be in control. I The assumptions that this is what this no means or this is what, okay, my no means that I don't, you don't care. The I don't know means, well, you're just stupid and you don't know. And it's about somehow losing power, the assumption that by just being transparent, you might lose the power or lose the love or lose the plot (laughs) i don't know 100 and actually it isn't what what it is 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 like back to that that framework of the the definition is like what you're just doing really is just saying look this is how i am working this is this is these are what this is how you need to work with me be with me and this is not okay and this is okay and that's fine and then we chat we talk about it
0: well this I think this goes back to that thing that we were saying that you know like that linear we're doing this and that's it mm. that's like a very strong no isn't it it's like i've said no so i'm not going back on it and that would be yeah. my my husband again my my husband's default thing of like i've said no so that's yeah. it there's no discussion because if he if in any way he falters on that no that's showing weakness yeah. Yeah, so that's very much because i think it the um there was a big um survey in the u.s and um i think it was amy schumer she said this in Mm. her comedy show which is brilliant but she said that the thing that women fear most is violence and the thing that men fear most is ridicule Mm. so i mean she was saying it from a sort of uh, a point of view of feminism but it's interesting Mm. in this conversation too so i think there is a lot of that you know that if my if my no is if my no is Um, challenged then that makes me ridiculous yes yeah it's very
1: shameful for for men to have that it's almost like the reputation it's you know I'm thinking about you know suddenly Shakespeare the Italian court the kind of when your reputation is kind of yeah needs to be upheld that must be very deep with with Mm. a lot of men yeah yeah so but
0: I think what When you're having a transparent no, Mm. you know, the difference is because my my default tendency is to say no to my kids, Mm. to be honest, like they're like, can we do this? I'm like, no. Mm. (laughs) And then, you know, we've got to a point now where they're like, you know, they'll sometimes they'll be like, okay, they accept it. You Mm. know, sometimes they'll say why. And and most of the time I'll be like. Because of this or Mm. I'll say um, because I said no. Yeah. Or or, yeah. or I'll be like, oh, I don't know actually, and I'll be like, hang on, let me think about it for a minute, mm. and then I'll think about it and be like, actually, yeah, that's fine as long as you're back by this time. Yeah, so there's a lot of yeah. respect and all those sorts of things. As long, yeah, actually, yeah, you, as long as you're back by, you can yeah, go. It's boundaried, but, and mm. and there's nothing, you know, that doesn't make me weak because no. I changed my no to a yes. It yeah. means that we we looked at all the structure of the situation yeah. together. And through a respect of us both decided mm. on the best solution. But that took me time to realize, too, because yeah. when the kids and to be honest, I think when when the kids are very young, when they're tantruming and they don't really have much cognitive kind of mm. understanding, strong nose are very useful. You know, it was yeah. like That's I said, no, yeah. Yeah. no, like yeah. there's no discussion because you are at that point putting those boundaries in to be like, You know, you don't by you throwing yourself on the floor and having Mm. a massive tantrum is not going to change my no to a yes. Mm. But, yeah, as you progress and they're older, when you can start having a a more kind of adult conversation. My son's 11 next week. My daughter's nearly 13. It's like, okay, we can sort Mm. of I can change. As a
1: parent of a neurodiverse child, as I've just found out that I am, that is actually essential. Because mm. you build the neural pathways with the frontal cortex. So a strong nose and arguments de-skill. And actually it made me feel better because I've always done quite a lot of negotiating naturally. Realise that yeah. I have to go, hmm, I don't know about this. What, okay, What? what do you think? And then what do you, and then what, okay. And we often have to meet in the middle in a way that other parents probably think. Oh, my God, you know, you're being so permissive here. And actually now what I'm reading is that that is really, really vital for helping the problem solving and the deficit there. Um, Mm. So that's made me feel better. It's still uncomfortable because sometimes I still feel really out of control and like I don't know what to do. And mm. that I'm like, oh, are you just really taking the piss now? <laughs> yeah. But then I can actually say that, you know, I do actually have that very transparent. I think I feel like you are now starting to take the them. This is not actually acceptable to me. We might have to come back to this. And and that mm. again, that sort of deferring, because what you have is that um, even more of a tendency to explode and then not really get the results either of you need so the deferring 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 negotiating it's like um some kind of political it's like fucking brexit you know what i mean sometimes <laughs> in fact i've just got to tell you something my daughter she was having the Bravita biscuits in her lunchbox and she said um oh i really liked that brexit biscuit that you put in my lunchbox <laughs> so they're now called brexit biscuits <laughs> yeah, sorry um yeah.
0: yeah no i was just um i was I can't remember what I was going to say now, but um, just in the fact that when... Um, no, it's gone. I can't remember. Sorry,
1: I I threw you off the track with the, <laughs> the Brexit biscuit, awesome. didn't I?
0: With the Brexit biscuits, yeah. I know. It's just a lot of smart I mean,
1: we've probably come to... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, the other thing that I learned, because, again, I would say that I tend towards... Being the rescuer and the victim, if my boundaries go so, I feel really, really boo, or I'm trying to fix, yeah, and playing games. So, please don't shout at me. Um, and and I spent a lot of time, I think, with my other relationships and my friends. I, I think I said this last week of just trying to understand what was going on all the time, overthinking and making assumptions and inadvertently trying to control the outcome of everything so that I wouldn't have to sit with the discomfort of people not liking me or something. And so for me, surface dwelling, I imagine that that being on the top of a pond and assuming and just asking questions, you know, just saying, assuming things were all right. And if things feel a bit off, just go in, you know. I don't know, just sort of... and Or letting people tell you rather than I would sometimes be like, are you sure you're all right? you okay? Because I'm starting to think that Mm. there's a bit of a funny vibe going on and are you sure you're okay? And I really do that quite a lot. I want to check out that everything is 100% okay. Are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay with each other? Mm. Because I really can't be doing with things not being okay for various reasons in my childhood like everyone's got. Um, Mm. And, yeah, so just kind of taking things on face value I suppose and and you know that whole not my circus not my monkeys or as um who is Helen in Australia used to say this is not Ben-Hur and you are not the director do you want know I mean? everyone crack on the thing is she works in theatre arts and she said to me actually sometimes it was ben Her, and sometimes I was the director <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love but I really love that as a metaphor it's like it's not a massive epic drama And I'm not the one who needs to pull all this shit together and control it. Yeah, I've remembered what I was going to say now. Mm.
0: I think we talked about this the other day of like, like, I tend to step away from drama now. Like, I tend Mm. to step away from arguments. Um, You know, if there's stuff on social media or if someone is being kind of narky, like, firstly I'm like oh really like especially if it's other women because it's like god oh, can we not just support each other mm. and also I just kind of I tend to put me you know to press mute I tend to just like and we were talking about it the other day it was like yeah. you know is this Detach a good from thing drama. Mm. yeah is this good thing or bad does this make me weak you know because I'm not I'm not fighting anymore yeah um and actually I I really don't think it is that's just self-care like that's just it's it's just it's not that important if it was that important to me Mm. you know and if it was you know someone challenging my child or Mm. me or something that you know yeah if it passed if it it passed the boundaries yeah you know yeah yeah then I would but but essentially there's a lot of things now that um I I let go Mm. and that's that's a boundary of I don't want to engage in drama anymore. Yeah, and that was hu- I was hugely yeah. drama sort
1: of. Um... Me too. Me too. And it's that detach You know, I used to hear it all the time on sober forums. detach with love, because and and I'd feel really uncomfortable, kind of thinking, oh, that's just me being mean though if I'm not helping. And actually, I've now don't even detach with love. I just detach. <laughs> I don't yeah. even have to sweeten the pill now. <laughs> but that or again that, that, yeah. that I mean, sobriety, me, me more like yeah, yeah, it'd be
0: more like um, I don't flounce um,
1: being... off or 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 disown people, I just detach in that moment, and because you've just reminded me of something, like I have a boundary around news because I am an h s p and I am prone to obsessive stuff, so like if I see something on the news that upsets me, I'm better now, but it would sometimes take I've had things that I can't get rid of for years, yeah, now, my husband thinks that he now accepts that because I talk about well, actually, you know if I need to know, it's like you said. You know, once again, it's that the power of just letting things pass a bit, watching the storm blow in and storm blow out again. Did I need to get involved in that? Did I need to throw myself on my sword to fix that situation? And with the news, I'm like, look, if it's really important, I'll hear about it tomorrow. But most of so, me not watching the news means that most of the stuff that I don't need to hear or my head doesn't need to be disabled by the overwhelm of all the awful. And the negative bias, you know, that has filtered out for me because I literally, someone will help mention it in the playground. Oh, did you know that such and such happened? And I'll be like, oh, so they closed all the schools in France. No, but I know now I just knew a day after I didn't I don't even really need to know that, to be honest. Do I need to know?
0: No, you're not no, really. No, I mean, you're, you're, you're highly political and you're highly, like, an activist. So it's, it's not by you being overwhelmed by the news that, that doesn't stop you from caring about
1: No, but I've got issues. to choose my battles yeah, and act and within the yeah. sphere of influence um, about the things that you really care about. And that, again, sphere of influence is a really big boundary. It's what what is... Because I used to... I remember when I was at university, I had a nervous breakdown because I could not cope withholding the sense that people were starving and i ate food i i just couldn't cope with that and at Mm. some point i learned that actually it's not my place to i can't fix the entire world i can't bandage the entire world and so i need to choose where i put my energy and in order to choose where i put my energy because like you say i am really political um and I'm an activist, like you say, but I can't activate no. all, all over everything. That sounds yeah. really wrong.
0: <laughs> no, but, I I, but yeah. So it's, that's I, a boundary. I, no, I, I mean, right? I had I had exactly the same thing. You know, I I went to do a political sciences humanities degree, yeah. and I like after three years, I I could not look at the newspaper. Like I could oh, yeah. not. It was it, and and it took a long time to get over that. Um, and and I've got family members that were the same that went in that had you know a breakdown because Mm. he you know he couldn't walk down the street seeing people homeless people Mm. on the street couldn't cope with what was going on and again that's so key because it's like you can't change anything when you're in that position like there's nothing you can do if you are broken and this is essentially the message like I mean when we were prepping for this for me, it was like I did, as I tend to do when I try to think things through, I did a little like flow chart, you know, for me. So it was like loose boundaries mm. means saying yes when you mean no, which means overwhelm and resentment, mm. which means making bad decisions and burnout, which means drinking. Mm. And that's for me is like, so once you start, you know, having, putting yourself in the picture, mm and putting down boundaries then you can start helping yourself and then you can help others yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> okay we should probably end up now so, so
1: tip of the day tip of the day my tip of the day well I, st- I mean this goes with the self-care and the boundaries like I started my morning by having a little think about you know I knew we were podding I know I've got various bits going on so I went and got coffee and sat in the park next to school for half an hour in the sunshine under a tree and just sort of took that moment so I was thinking maybe tip of the day is look at your daily routine and think about where you could get a pocket of you time in there you know Adding value to the school run means that I just add... All it was was 20 minutes, but it changed the entire school run. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, see little pockets during the day where you could just take that... Like, also, what I used to do when I was um, worked up in London on the newspaper, there was an amazing church hidden away behind all of these kind of high-rise buildings called St Magnus the Martyr, and it was very dark. (laughs) Well, that's appropriate, appropriate. right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so, and it was very dark and it was filled with incense and they used to do choral practices. So oh, nice. I remember one, one time I was on a writing thing on the Daily Star and then I went off in lunchtime and I went and sat in St Magnus the Martyr in clouds of incense and looked at the sun coming through the stained glass windows and listened to the choral music as they were practicing, mm. like for about half an hour. And then I went back to the office. So what can you do in your day to put a power ball in there just for you something like that? nice Mm. so me tip of the day I guess in terms of
0: boundaries is look at the assumptions like Mm -hmm. look at the look at the facts and look at the. I love this I've taken this off Amanda Grace but look at the facts and look at the story you're telling yourself about the situation Mm -hmm. like who who needs you there like do do you have to be there do and you know and in terms of socializing you know frame it like okay how important is it there? Can I do it another time? Mm. If it really is important that I'm there and I want to be there, mm. how long do I have to stay? Like what? <laughs> yes. what's, right. what's my um, mm. boundary around that? Mm. Um, you know, because you going doesn't mean that you have to self-sacrifice and stay till two in the morning. Mm. You know, so just look at the assumptions that you're telling yourself about
1: um, the boundaries, um, I think, is really important. And also, if you've got people coming to you who are overstayers, tell them that there's an end point. Say, oh, we're just meeting from like two to four. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but I know some people I won't mention any names who are, who are literally terminal overstayers. And yeah. nothing will just kind of ruin like a weekend than someone really massively overstaying.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I, th- okay. I feel you, dude. Yeah. Um, reason, reason to, to love,
0: love sober.
1: sober um... Oh, this morning. Mine was that delicious, like how much I love the mornings and that lovely morning coffee ritual and also getting up before the kids. And now it's, because it's light here. So it's, you know, the birds are singing. I can go and sit out on the patio. And yeah, just mornings. Mornings are my reason to love sober. Good, yeah. Uh, I I did a lot of <laughs> Oh Yeah, you really love sober, man.
0: <laughs> I am. Um... No, but just because I had like the worst night's sleep last night, I um, I sort of, we went in the sea, oh God, just like First World Problems, but I went in the sea <laughs> yesterday yeah. and um, I forgot to wash my hair <gasps> no! and afterwards. And um, so I went to bed and we went to bed quite late um, because mm-hmm. there was a thunderstorm. So my daughter was up until about like half 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And anyway, then I went to bed and then my hair was like super itchy because it was full of salt and sand. So then I got mm-hmm. up, washed my hair about half midnight and then like my husband was fast asleep so then I came slept downstairs on the sofa um, until my son got up to go to school about half seven and then I went and got in his bed and went back to bed then he woke me up because he didn't realize he was in there came in put the light on and I was like and then he like went away and Mm. then um, but that would all have been much worse with a hangover.
1: I was going to say you've got some, like, boundaries around all the bed situation in your (laughs) house. But you didn't go in the cupboard this time because didn't you sleep in in the cupboard? cupboard, Yeah, I did did, did try and
0: sleep in the cupboard the other day. Try and get away from the storm.
1: No, because you can cope with that sort of lack of sleep, can't you? You can just pace yourself. Yeah, I mean, I I do Mm. have chronic insomnia
0: issues and Mm. have had for, for years and years and years. So, But it is 100 Ten thousand yeah. times percent more manageable yeah. without alcohol. That's for yeah. sure. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> so, if you're immediately <laughs> concerned about your drinking, reach out, get support from one of the many online groups, or you know, Alcohol Change has um, agencies of local support in your area or your GP. Uh, Sobriesters has an Ask the Doctor confidential service. Um, and you know you can get in touch with us there are thankfully lots and lots of places where you can get support you're not alone and have a really good week and we'll see you next week for more chat bye